Welcome, welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. It is Shiro Show number 33. Big numbers, big people, big love, big hatred, depending on who you hate. Maybe you hate the Nintendo, maybe you hate the Sonys, maybe you hate yourself. I know I sure as hell do. But anyways, welcome to the Shiro Show. I am Patrick, and today we are in a for a great, great show for you and me and no one's dog named Blue. Anyways, we got some guests, vocalists, gonna feed on this track today, my homies. Yeah. West Side. Anyways, who we got in the chat? We got, got plenty of people. See when, and yeah, see when right now. What's what, what's go? How's it going, Mister See when? How it be? Oh, how no. it do? Well, I just won the uh, office chili cook-off. Oh, nice! Getting that chili, chili con carne, delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't, what? Yeah. All the other ones are really typical chilies, and I went with something a little more unique. I think that's what won me the. Uh, the prize. Fair enough. What'd you put in your chili, or is that a trade secret? <laughs> Instead of ground beef, I got a uh, chuck roast and cut that thing up. Ooh, nice. I cut back on the uh, tomatoes and instead went for uh, actual chili peppers. Ooh, nice. Do you put any like ghost peppers in there, or is it just like a, trying to make mix the spiciness with the taste of it as well? You're trying to cut back on heat, I'd say, and go more for flavor. I mean, mm. I still put in three different types of uh, chili powders, but, uh, yeah. I think, uh, what I made was something truly special. Yeah, that, that sounds delicious. Usually when I make mine, I add a couple of chili powders, and I add a spice of, uh, a spice of alcohol. I can't remember what it was. I think it was, I think it's some, uh, some Guinness or something. Oh, I'll yeah, I use red wine. Yeah, I use some alcohol to give it a nice touch. I forgot exactly what it was, and then the biggest one is a little cinnamon. I don't know if you do that as well. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, I, I meant to do that. I was doing that and allspice. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, cinnamon's my secret to that one. It's delicious, though. I really, oh, man, I want chili now. I think I'm going to make that next week. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Lynn. Yeah. Appreciate chili it. Chili sounds good. Making me hungry now. But congratulations. Actually, the, secret what is it? the secret ingredient is... Uh... A spoonful of Vegemite. Interesting. Ooh, that's some boldness right there. But you know, as they say, uh, uh, was it fortune favors the bold? Is what they say. I think I read them a fortune cookie once. But uh, yeah, that's really cool. And I'm glad to have him in the chat. We have Dave here, but his voice is pretty messed up. Dave, do you want to demonstrate how messed up your voice is? Hello. <laughs> Yeah, so he he ain't gonna be talking for this one unless he has something important to say. No offense, Dave. Dave, that's solid snake. <laughs> Liquid. God, yeah, man, I need to play that again. But speaking of games, I just want to talk about a game I've been playing. I beat recently is uh, Metroid Dread. I beat that last weekend, and man, that game is ooh, that game is a lot of fun. Finally, a game that I that I've been waiting for for so many years, and it was. Perfect. Perfect in my opinion. Uh, a lot better than a lot of other Metroids, especially Metroid Prime. But it was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> I loved I loved I loved it. It was a great game. The villain was great. The twists were great. 
And uh, overall, I recommend playing it if you haven't. It's worth the, I think it's like 50 bucks that it costs, or 60. I can't it's remember. Full 60. Is it full 60? Yeah, 100% yeah. worth that price. I got the, the collection edition, and I got the cool things with it, so that was really nice. Uh, regular edition's also good, too, unless you, it's not really a big deal. It's not have that much. But I just got it because I'm a Metroid fanboy, so it was great. Recommend playing that if you haven't. Get a Switch. I uh, also played a little bit of that cotton, uh, the cotton, uh, the cotton, uh, was it the sh the Saturn Tribute Guardian Saturn Force? Tri uh, Saturn Tribute with Cotton 2. Yeah, it was a long, weird title, but I got that, and I played it, and it was all right. The lag, uh, the lag is not that great, but I don't know. I noticed, maybe it was just me, but on the Saturn, through my frame, I also didn't feel as great. It felt like there was some lag with that, too. Maybe that was just me, but I don't know. I've heard that there's, all, there's always been some issues with input lag on the uh, the STV board. So I don't know what's up with that. So maybe that might be the question, but I had, I had an alright time. It's uh, In all honesty, it's good enough for me. I just want to play something on Cotton on the go, and uh, if I want to hack it, I could probably play some uh, Police Knots on the go. That'd be kind of fun, right? Police Knots, gonna shoot some people, uh, do some some other things, adventure. Uh, well, you know, you know, I approve of that one, Pat. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. But anyways, uh, I guess uh, in terms of that, uh, like I said, I was out last week. I went camping. Uh, it was pretty fun. Uh, had a had a really good time. Played some, uh, played some, uh, a lot of foosball more than I thought I would, but it was a lot of fun, did some hiking, uh, went some adventure, played some, uh, played some stuff. So yeah, overall, great trip. Had a good time. Thanks, guys, for inviting me. I am back in the fold now to give you the Shiro show as you want it. The show of the Shiros must go on. Uh, kind of funny that it was like one person's out and the other one's out the next week, so uh, we might have a special guest appearance coming up, so if they join us in the chat, we'll add them in. But until then, why don't we go to the news segment? Sorry. Sorry about that guy. Sorry about that guys. Just messed up a little bit. Actually, before we start, I actually have a really someone has a really important announcement to make and discussion. Why don't you kick it off, see when and talk about the Software Wars uh, Game Boy project? Right, right. So I just announced five minutes ago publicly that the script and uh 1.0 patch of Software Wars GB after three months of work, uh, not even, is coming out on November eighth. And uh, we're Ooh, very yeah. excited. Yeah, we're very excited to show this thing off. I've been reaching out to different contacts, and I think the game might even be shown off on a certain YouTuber named uh, GameSack. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Nice. We got some GameSacks going on. We got some Sack of Games, my favorite. But yeah, no, I'm super excited for the game. We played that in a couple of weeks ago now, and uh, it was a ton of fun. And I actually, funny enough, I brought it on my trip with me. I. Loaded up in my PSP on the emulator, and I was playing a little bit. Like I said, it's a ton of fun, and I like how you can just pick it up and go. It's not like a huge RPG commitment. It's like you pick it up, go, and play, which I really enjoyed about that game. And up so everyone else is too. Exactly. So yeah, it's a good pick up and go, getting multiple endings really fast. Highly recommend playing it. It was a lot of fun, and it's coming out soon, so it's in November, November next week, right? 
Eighth? Uh, yeah, next um, a week from Monday. Nice. So, guys, I would recommend picking that up on the 8th of November, next Monday, playing that. Uh, of course, patch it if you have the actual game. Uh, you know, you got to do it legally. You got to patch the game, you know. Got to do that. So, you're going to have a patch with that? Or disclaimer, you just... at least. Yeah, big disclaimer. <laughs> Are you going to... Do you have, like, a whole patching thing set up for that and stuff? Uh, my programmer's in the middle of uh, working on it uh, at the moment, but he seems to know what he's doing. He's writing up the instructions as we speak. I'm excited. I'm excited to play that game and excited for people to enjoy, enjoy it as well. It's a fantastic game, and I know everyone will enjoy it. At least I hope they do. And uh, hopefully get... And having one more Soccer Wars game that's playable in the United States is a win for me. So, thank you very much. 25th anniversary is not going to stop anytime soon. Yep, man. This game, all about... Like, this has been non-stop. Got all the Soccer Wars games. All the Cotton games. Like, literally all of them. As of, like, a couple weeks, we're going to have every single Cotton game playable on Switch. That is insane. Insane. That is crazy. And we got not only one, but two Soccer Wars translations this year. Literally insane in the membrane. I guess three technically if you count the finalized Soccer Wars uh, Saturn version of the game as well. Uh, technically four because we got that Tokyo Game Show demo. Oh, right. Yeah, four. So four Soccer Wars games one year. I'm expecting eight next year. So get on that, people. I want to be able to play every single one, but I'm not saying that you have to do that. I just would enjoy it. I'm not like trying to shame people into do it. I just want to enjoy that. If I can contribute any way into all of them, I would. I would. So, you guys work on the projects, hit me up. I'll contribute to any Soccer Wars project that you have. Got a couple on my belt, and I'm willing to help you guys out too. So, hit me up. Let's get this done. You got the skills. I got the money. You got the money. I got the stuff. Let's do it. Play some Soccer Wars 1 through 4. Never ending quest of awesomeness. All U.S. copies, all the time. Let's play Go Now Go. That wasn't a call to arms, Pat. I really don't know what is. It's a, <laughs> it's a call to arms, but I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and help out in any way possible. I'm going to be one of the guys to just ask for patches. Like I want to contribute to it. If there's a way to contribute to it to make it happen faster and I can do it, I'm your man. I think if we, ever do, if we ever do another one of the mainline games, I'll definitely hit you up for the uh, subtitles. Please do. I am down. And I learned from my mistake with Derek to not put them so low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knew? It's been so long since using a CRT, I forgot about the uh, you know, the no-no space on the borders. Yes. You had oh, the, the PVM. With, yeah, the overscan, Exactly. Somebody just try out a uh, rainbow cotton the other day. Like I love this, except for, you know, on my CRT, it's it's uh, trimming the bottom of the subs. And Pat, I was thinking to myself, but but Pat's got a CRT, but it's a PV, uh, PVM, so obviously Oops. a little different. Yikes. That's okay. Let's put it this way: there's no version 1.1 coming for that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's it's all about the future. You got to get a PVM and or a. Uh, upscaler, be like Derek and spend hundreds of dollars to get a DC HDMI installed. Nope. Yeah, just play with your, uh, your V-hold. Yeah. You squish it. Learn how to use V-hold, no. But but all seriousness, though, I am I actually I was really interested, interested to see that, and uh, honestly, I think we should get some beta testers next time. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, you should, we, we should get some beta tests going that have consumer CRTs so we can verify that. 
before. Or maybe I'll pick one up. I'll go to the junkyard and just throw one in the corner over there and be like, hey, that's the consumer test bench. We'll figure it out, guys. We'll get it sorted. Overall, thank you everyone that's made a patch so far for anything. That's amazing. I love games. I love playing them. Keep doing it, and I'll keep playing them. So much love to our translators in the chat, which we have like three of them. We got got Derek. We got Seawen. We got Knight of Dragon. All of them making games playable in English and making our lives much easier. Thank you, based gods. Speaking of base gods, we got another one entered. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, do do I really need to? I mean, you're right there. So I mean, you're you're, you're on the I screen right, right there. Oh, you're on See, the screen. I don't know why you guys. I don't even remember who approved that picture or anything like that. But fine. Uh, we we, did, we just we just scrape your Facebook profile and steal every image we can off of it. That's usually your I don't your think ML. I've put a, a new Facebook picture in like three years. Well. That's it. That's you. Yeah. Maybe as oh, yeah, as me. Yeah, as as you can tell, I'm probably hard. I'm hardcore stalling, but because of the thing on the screen that you could probably see, so it seems like I'm stalling for for that reason. But that's exactly why I'm doing this. So, Mr. Boneses. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, yeah, I'm stalling for that. Sorry, guys. That's favorite game. Yikes. But anyways, why don't we get into it in that case? Now that my co-host is here to talk about Mr. Bones' Wild Ride. Okay, Actually, so here's the thing. I know so little about this game, aside from having tested the first level and opening cutscene for the Sadiator. Um, I know more about Mr. Bones' Wild Ride than I do about Mr. Bones. You know that you, you do know about Mr. Bones' Wild Ride, though. I don't think we ever talked about that on the podcast. I mean, it's it's a bit of a... It, you just need to know about it. If you don't know about it, you... you you just just go go look it up. There's a whole thread on it. I'm sure it's on Imgur at this point. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It's a whole old 4chan thread with a uh, with Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's worth the read, so I'm not going to spoil it. But if you're interested, to look up Mr. Bones Wild Ride, uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon. It's probably the funniest story. I literally almost peed my pants laughing the first time I read it because it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But I loved it, and that's why I always call it Mr. Bones Wild Ride. But, anyways, the first Funny thing. Story. <laughs> uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon One is uh, available on Android for like five bucks. Yeah, I got that one. One and two I have on and on on iOS. It's amazing to you know you bored just do some roller coasters. I like it. The only thing though is that I'm not. It's it's not really the best for track creation. I had a bunch of issues doing track creation on that, but. Fun game, recommend playing that on the iOS. Five bucks, like easy money, easy money, easy decision. Go play that. But yeah, uh, anyways, Mr. Bones is a game created by Sega. Basically, Sega America wanted to produce as many localized titles as possible to sort of garner to the American crowd. And of course, their first decision was... Well, one of them is Mr. Bones Wild Ride. I mean, we got some good things like Bug and Bug 2, but we also got... Things that are complete and utter trash, like Mr. Bones Wild Ride. Uh, basically, if, we're considering Bug and Bug Two good things. Um, I would rather play that while getting hit with a hammer than play Mr. Bones not getting hit with a hammer. I gotta know huh. what kind of game is Mr. Bones because everybody jokes about this thing, but I always see this everywhere. What what kind of game is it? Yes. So I only played. 
the first level, but you're basically running away from an oncoming enemy. It's it's from from what I can tell, it's a platformer, like a really basic platformer. No. But what I what I would drop the first thing that comes to mind when I remember that first level, I think would be um, Dynamite Heady or something like that. That's the only thing that comes to mind. It's Let's... a genre mashup, so every level is a different genre. So it's kind of like a party game. And that first level is freaking ridiculously hard. So yeah, that was an awful level. You have to level. just use a cheat code to get past it or whatever, and then you can actually start having some fun. Huh. Yeah, fun quotation marks. Wait, Dave, you're supposed to have laryngitis or something. Why aren't you up here? I mean, I'm. I'm. I just got to say that voice. Guys... <laughs> People have to know that Mr. Bones is actually a half decent game. Half decent, yeah. Quotation marks on that one. Uh, Dave's obviously so maybe, maybe. at this point, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. So uh, when he says half so, decent, so, he means awful. But from from that description, I think a better comparison might be Conker's Bed for a day, where it's they just uh, keep adding in different and new genres onto uh, a, a, a basic uh, structure uh, just for the fun of it. And it looks like it doesn't take itself too seriously anyway, so I, I would assume that Conker's Bad Fur Day would be like the best comparison, probably, for yeah. the tone and the, the design uh, I sensibilities. I suppose, except uh, I'd want to play Conker's Bad Fur Day versus this. But anyways, I'm going to stop being hard on, but basically, it's basically a, a, a blends B-movie FMVs with sprites and polygons and some weird mishmash of graphics. It's really interesting, like you have stuff like that's live action like this. And stuff like CGI cutscenes, so it's a bizarre game, but it's it has its own charm. I guess that's the most positive I'll say out of it. I do have to say though that I cannot deny that it has probably one of the best soundtracks on the Saturn, mostly because it was done by Ronnie Montrose of Montrose fame. Uh, Ronnie Montrose is probably a guitar god, and one of my personally one of my favorite guitarists, R.I.P. Ronnie Montrose. Uh, it's a great soundtrack. It's a it's a god-awful game. Sorry, guys. It's, but, it's unfortunate that Anachronox never made it to the Saturn, because I think that would have been time-appropriate. I forget when Anachronox came out. But uh, that would have had David Bowie on the soundtrack, and that would have beat out whoever did this. Ap ooh, uh, ooh, that's... Ooh, man. Uh, uh, I don't know if I agree with that one. That's hard. Uh, Freaking uh, Bowie, man. It's Roddy Mantra. Mm, that's a heart. Mm, mm. Mm. I I wouldn't. I can decide both of them are godlike in their own rights. Mm, man. Uh, I'm gonna sh I'm gonna table that one before I go all music nerd on everybody again. So, but anyways, essentially, uh, yep. Some people love the game. Some people don't. Uh, I am the in the camp that don't. Absolutely not. Love it. Like I said, I uh, Peter didn't make any of the titles. I made them, so Mr. Bone sure knows the killer crowd. Funny death thing. Like I said, it's a weird mix master of live action animation that uh, definitely earns it its decisive nature. And uh, my favorite one, Mr. Bone's falling to the void where he kind of belongs. So <laughs> that's hilarious. I have to say, that's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, let's let's keep him uh, keep him in that void, but. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm 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 curious. What is everyone else's consensus on this game? Is it? Uh, do you guys like it? Do you guys love it? Do you guys would rather blow it up with a shotgun than play it ever again, like me? 
know what? Let me let me just grab. Uh, let me let me let me turn on my my Saturn and let me just try to go through the first level on mute just to see what it's like. Cause I, I, I don't understand this level of hostility toward what looked like a basic platformer. Yeah, basic platformer. Right? It, it's funny. definitely funny. different. I like the game. I've never played it myself, but the description on paper it does sound like something that appeals to me. You know. The, the FMV, like the FMV, if I, I'm imagining like 90s TV level, like bad TV level production values, which I am absolutely in love with. And also just how sprites looked in, 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 you know, basic 3D polygons looked in these days. If you try and blend them all together, it sounds, it sounds interesting, but then, but then, you know, if it turns out to be just a, an average platformer that you find like the Genesis, it, it doesn't sound like there's anything special. Yeah. What what Trekkies just wrote there is there are far far worse games on the Saturn than Mr. Bones. Yeah. So the North American yeah. Saturn Library uh, makes you lower your standards a little bit, and it's that's part of why I dev, dev on even the Saturn. The, even in the Japanese library, there are some worse games out there, like Planet Joker. Or or or, or Father Christmas. So so to be perfectly honest, I can't think of. A game that I have finished on the Saturn that I like super enjoy past like I I casually enjoy Sonic 3D Blast, but I don't like dedicatedly enjoy any game on the Saturn the way I do on the Dreamcast. Like I I know the SSG is all about uh, Panzer Dragoon and uh, you know you, you you know Pat you got you got Cotton and stuff like that. Uh, there's nothing on the Saturn that I could not live without. Partially because the RPGs that I want to play on there, I've never had time to actually go out and play, and that's what would appeal to me. And the RPGs that came after it, I think mostly did what they did, but better. It's understandable. I'm actually getting to an RPG that I'm going to play later on that I actually kind of really want to play more of now because I've really enjoyed it from when I played of it. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah. Uh, very uh very interesting game. Interesting, yeah. It's, that's 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 my way of not completely destroying it on screen and not yelling at it and screaming at it and crying. Mr. Bones gives me gives off a like that weird platformer vibe that everybody makes memes on, like back on PlayStation Four or uh, Gex. You know that sort of like mm. middling that that middling game that everybody just makes jokes about nowadays, and that's the only thing people remember about. It's it's the worst. It's the worst. It it has the worst personality of all. Like it's it's what a bad Saturn. Like people think of when they think of like bad graphics. I mean, it's mostly FMV, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but, I'm playing it right yeah. now. It's it looks really really good. Well, it's, like, it's all pre-rendered FMV, if I remember correctly. All the backgrounds. Oh well, I mean, I'm I'm not even looking at the FMVs. I'm looking at the sprites. Like the sprite work is is really interesting. Like uh. I'm I'm not being able to uh, to avoid all of these projectiles, so I'm kind of like coming apart bone by bone, and now I'm like uh, uh, hopping on my 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 tailbone with a skull. It's it, it's nice how modular and uh, how well they did the animations on these. They, this this is actual good sprite work. I just think it's a very western game. It's very uh, it's like if you're a huge weeb, this is like couldn't be any further from opposite <laughs> of what you. I like. mean if. If you wanted to, we could say it's the best FMV game on the Saturn, just like how on the Sega CD, the best FMV game is Sylphid. No, Lunacy is the best FMV game on Saturn. I thought Enemy Zero, I mean, I thought Enemy Zero was the best FMV game Saturn. I'd still give it to Lunacy. Mm. But you're right. 
uh, enemy zero enemy zero because it does it has really cool like full 3d hall sequences but lunacy all the travel in it is fmv based and it's very seamless and fluid like without much loading at all i didn't need to play that one yeah yeah i think i think lunacy is kind of like a benchmark for what could be done for an fmv game um it's quite good for real all right, I think that uh, that about does it on a discussion of Mr. Bond, as that looked at right there. Well, we move on to something that's actually in Dave's wheelhouse because Dave literally did it. Stay spooky, Saturn Halloween music picks. A podcast <laughs> that dropped out of the blue, out of nowhere, out of left field, hit me in the face with a baseball bat, and it was actually really good. I enjoyed it. I listened to that before we came on live today. Uh, it basically is Dave's uh, Saturn collection, Saturn picks of music that he thinks is very spooky or gives the vibe off of Halloween. You, you can definitely correct me if I'm wrong here, Dave, if I'm off no, base. That's exactly. Just wanted to give folks something to put them in the Halloween spirit. Yeah, and he's got a lot of good choices. Uh, Deep Fear, Bug 2, uh, Match of Hidden Souls, Alien Trilogy, Croc, Lunacy, Dracula X. Rope. I think the takeaway... I think the takeaway here is that you can find a lot of spooky music from games that aren't specifically Halloween games, you know? Um, I just want yeah. to say, put it out there that I absolutely hated Deep Fear. Oh, you didn't fine. like it. I like Deep Fear. Yeah, me too. Game's hard, though. Res, it's not going to dethrone Res Evil. <laughs> absolutely but, not. But I'd have to think it, yeah. It's good content for people who like Resident Evil, you know? Exactly. Speaking of that, there's a new game on Steam called Alicia that's basically a PS1 game. Uh, it was really good what I've, what I've played from it so far. It's a survival horror game. Uh, anyone, any of you guys hear that game yet? Alicia? No. No? You said it's, it's a PS1 game? Uh, no, it's it's basically, it's, it's supposed to be modeled after a PS1 game. So oh, it's on okay. Steam. You can buy it now. I think it's like 15 bucks or something. Like but low poly? Yeah, low poly. Uh, I'll see if I can get a get a picture of it up real quick. But I have to step out for a bit. I just hopped on to help Dave defend Mr. Bones' honor. Thanks, Trekkies. <laughs> no, I, your your his his comment would make a perfect like GameSpot headline for the for the review. Uh, in fairness, there are several other worse games. <laughs> like, that's the best thing you could say about it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, actually, I think it's sorry. It's all right. It's it's called Alicia. Sorry, Alicia. A L I S A. You sound like you're tearing up your throat. Oh no! I, yesterday was worse. Today's. I, I actually feel like I'm kind of healing a little bit, but yeah. Man, I can't. I can't speak very well, but yeah. Basically, a uh, basically like a survival horror kind of game. Looks kind of interesting what I've seen of it. Uh-oh, I'm getting ads. Ignore. When Pat got COVID. He came back. Oh, my. No, 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 no. no. I've got political ads. It's getting political. Sorry. I don't want to get political. It gave me political ads. Sorry about that, guys. I didn't mean to get the political, but yeah, this, it's basically like a survival horror PS1. It looks really cool from what I've I've played and seen of it. So. Oh, cool. Highly recommend playing that. Sorry for that little tangent, but, uh, but yeah, back to the, the music games. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's because I'm on the Shiro account to do this. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of really good choices on here. Uh, I'm surprised you want the save room for Resident Evil. It's a good theme, though. I like it. Well, yeah. I did every... There's so much good music in Resident Evil, and it, okay, so that's fair, but the save room music for me is just something I'm super nostalgic for, especially from the original Resident Evil, you know, because they change it every every time, but, uh, and I, and I prefer the original to, like, the remake in terms of the music, but that's, that's fair. Me. What would you have chosen for Resident Evil? What's your favorite track? I really enjoy the, uh... The 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 uh, I forgot I forgot which room it was the do 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 yes. do 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 I I think yes. that's the the guardhouse I think is the, what it was. That's actually one of the I actually considered uh, that one, but I just you know I don't know I just had to put the save music in there. So next next Halloween you can do your a playlist and and you can put that in. Yeah, I just didn't know I I didn't think think you'd have this much for the the Halloween. There's a lot of stuff. Honestly, like yeah, like Princess Crown. Some of these I was really shocked to to find. Oh, the the track from the track from Baroque is so epic. That whole soundtrack is just absolute killer, uh, and and uh, it has a very like heavy Blade Runner feel. That like sci-fi kind of synth sound, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, definitely one of my favorites from here. And then of course, you know, Castlevania. You can't go wrong. Is exactly. there an English translation for Baroque? Not yet, Not yet, but somebody, I think somebody said they're working on it. I really hope that they are. Uh, it's one of those ones I really wish would get a translation on Saturn. Phenomenal. Is there a PS2 release in English or no? There's a Wii. There was a Wii remake, sorry, that sounded terrible. Yeah, there was He's a Wii. going through puberty all over again. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, there's enough reasons out there for people to not have take that much initiative with it, unfortunately. But uh, because you can, it's playable elsewhere. But again, I heard, what I've been told, the Wii and the PS2 versions of Baroque are like watered down versions of the Saturn one. I think so I told not... you that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, is that you? I, oh yeah, that's, yeah that's... I, I own the I own the Wii version, and I just feel like it's it is cleaned up, and it's not. It doesn't have that like gritty, grimy almost like dirty and dark uh, f vibe to it. The graphics are too clean. They're like redone, you know? And uh, the, Saturn just ha the Saturn just has like this vibe to it that you just don't get from the Wii version. Like yeah. what you were saying, Dave, about the uh, motivation maybe not being there because of it being available on other platforms, but that also means that potentially it could make the job of doing the patch easier, potentially, if at the very least not having just the English text. Yeah. Uh, so who knows? It could be an interesting project. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that some mega fan will maybe take it up because, again, anytime it comes to, anytime it comes to doing a project like that, it's it's got to be a passion thing, you know? Because it's, it's not also necessary. like one of the two or three first-person RPGs on console for this entire generation. Mm -hmm. Like between this and Kingsfield, I'm not aware of anything else. That's uh, you know first person RPG. That's not like some sort of blobber. Honestly, I need to play Kingsfield. I'm the Holy Ark. Yeah. Okay, so the Holy Ark is is turn based and dungeon crawling in the first person, but it, it's first person the same way Fantasy Star was in first person. It's not like a, a true 3D environment. You're not really interacting in 3D. You're just kind of 
it's it's a both first person perspective. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I don't know if that's correct or not. Figure it out. But uh, I just finish up on the on the music real quick. Uh, I like the track selection. Uh, I'm guessing that Shining Force Three is that the is that the the Vandal the Vandal house or is that the graveyard that the tracks from? Um, the the Shining Force Three track was uh, Conspiracies of Bull Zone. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, it, w- it was neither. Oh, I thought it was. It sounded familiar. But maybe Knight Knight could speak to that. I don't. I don't know which one that one was. I didn't yeah. make it that far into your list yet. But yeah, overall, I I like the the selection. Uh, I probably change House of the Dead. I do the the first level versus the attract mode. But I guess in terms of spooky music, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, that's just my opinion. Uh, really good track listing though. I really enjoy all these. These are all bangers in their own regards. Mr. Bones, especially. Like I said, I like the, love the soundtrack. Hate the game. Is what it is. So the game to me feels fair. Like any mistake that I'm making is my own fault. And it's all very navigable, especially compared to things like uh, imagine playing uh, Mega Man or Meat Boy or something like that. Uh, this this is not that bad. That's fair enough. Yeah, maybe I just had to get good with it, but I had no incentive because it's pretty much everything I don't like about a game. So, uh, sadly, I'm probably not going to play it again unless Dave forces me to do it. So, maybe I somebody ties me. Yeah, it's, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. You already did your penance. You're, you're I suffered enough. Yeah. Pat, Pat will always be tied to this game, though, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> yeah, for all the wrong reasons. For all the wrong reasons. But uh, anyways, why don't we talk about uh, this, the save file that was uploaded by Mr. Niter Dragon and uh, uh, the other... What's the other guy's name? I forgot what his name was off the top of my head. For the... Uh, yeah, for the... Uh, for the... Uh, uh, Rika Piso, yeah, for the Shining Force 3, or Shining in the Holy Ark save, but uh, this is a uh, save file that was created by Niter Dragon uh, to kick off the Halloween season for uh, for Shining Force 3. So these are four different save files, and uh, they can be played on either SSF or actual hardware, which I was the one testing on that, and we were actually going to play today, but uh, going through the save files are very interesting, especially the first one uh, named Vandal. You basically play as uh, you play as Obdark and all his bands of skeletons and minions, and you have to stop uh, you have to stop Symbios from killing everybody and slaughtering them. So you basically play the reverse in the in the Vandal House, which I thought was kind of funny. So uh, essentially, how exactly did you do this? Was this to stay? Because because once I completely died, the AI just like freaked out and just kept doing random things. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. you- you had to do some hack where you made the enemies the the main players and the AI the the other players, right? Yeah, the the game has uh, settings in it where you could control the enemies. I think uh, Papets and I can't remember the guy from Scenario Three. They control enemies, so it's already built into the game. So all I did was went through the save file and reversed the roles where the Shining uh, Force crew plays as the enemy AI and. You play as 
the enemy themselves with the human AI. Yeah, it's kind of fun. It's kind of funny, really, because they all have healing items, and when you heal with the enemies, they don't you do healing animations; they just attack. So they have the attack animation. So, like skeleton healing, he'll just like swing his his claw out, or or they'll swing his sword, and it's like a healed up. Oh, that was kind of funny. Uh, it's very difficult. This one I think is the toughest one because you're the same. Le you're the level that they're encountering you with, and they're very tough as nails. But apparently, Knight said it's possible to beat it, right? Yes. You gotta do a lot of outside the box thinking. You can't just rush everybody and attack. You need to think about your players, like what they are, and you're going to have to sacrifice people. Your skeletons are pretty much pawns. Yeah, I kind of kind of assume so. They're basically everything's one hit killed. So any of the skeletons, they any of the guys hit you, they're dead. Even if it's like the weakest party, I was able to kill one person, but that was about it. But as knights, the, to be honest, that was my first time ever playing uh, Shining Force Three. So I'm actually glad I got as far as I did before getting completely destroyed. So what happens if you win? Is it just stuck stuck in a loop, or does it like say the game's over? If you win, it's just going to say Simbis died and then uh, goes back to the church as Symbius with his uh, enhanced stats. Fair enough, and then you can just play the game through again? <clears throat> you could try. I don't know what happens at that point. I didn't test it. Yeah, overall, it was a pretty fun challenge. Uh, definitely is the most difficult. I probably wouldn't recommend it unless you're a Shining Force 3 veteran. And know how to exploit the eye and their weaknesses, because I played for the first time and I got my butt whooped. So, but it is Dad, what it is. You should definitely play the standard save, you know, just so you can experience that area. Oh no, um, I did. I think you did. Okay, great. Well, then I just wanted to say huge thanks to Knight because he went way over and beyond what I actually asked for. I literally just asked for some standard saves so that folks could experience the the graveyard and mansion without having to slog to get there you know and because uh, i know most people just don't have that that kind of time um or they're probably in the middle of other games and they don't want to you know take a break from that but yeah no he did way more than i asked and he created these awesome battles so thanks again that was awesome yes hey, thanks fun? a lot man uh the next save i thought was probably my favorite one is the save two called g buster also known as Ghostbuster. And your goal is to kill all the the Kianshi spirits. So your stuff is a level level one symbiose. It's just you alone. And you must defeat each of the Kianshi spirits. And uh the thing is that the challenge of this one is that both you and the Kianshi are at the same level and same footing, so you can easily get completely destroyed by them if you're not careful. So I don't know if you're are you able to grind this one so like you can keep playing and dying? Or do you no, have to go through? Hmm? You, you can't attack or anything. The only thing you could do is use his uh, the the Elvisum orb to eliminate them. So I designed this one to be more of a puzzle than a uh, strategy type thing. So one hit, you're dead. One hit, they're dead. Uh, oh, okay. You have, to, you have to play the enemy AI to your advantage to complete this one. Yeah, so the, I guess the trick is to not get hit. I imagine we'll probably experiment on the live stream with that one, so we'll see. But this definitely is my favorite one. It's probably probably a fair the fairer of the challenges of these ones. Well, no, actually, no, I'm lying. The, sec the the third one is actually the fairest in my opinion. Yeah, it's um, actually pretty funny. You listed them in order of hardest to easiest. 
Yeah, this is how this is how it was loaded up on my save thing. So how when I loaded all the saves, this is what it was like. So I put it in the wrong order by mistake. So I played it the wrong way. Come on. But yeah, how's it going? Uh, and basically, uh, save three is Kayonchi. So this one's a bit more of a fair fight, but still challenging in its own right. Uh, you play as the Kionchi this time, and for Bebo, you're freed from the Obdark spells, and you must eliminate the monster that enslaved you, but you have to be careful because Khan is trying to kill you as well. So it's kind of a interesting challenge. Uh, and there's a group of you play as the army of the Kionchi, and you need to feed all the monsters around you and take on Khan. I don't know how possible it is to take on Khan and beat him. I'm assuming. Oh, you don't play Khan. Oh, you don't? You need to kill everybody while avoiding him. Okay, because he will kill you then, right? Right. I gotcha. I gotcha. So that, that one's that one's a really good one too. And then, of course, the last one, just the the save name Sinbios, is just the standard Shining Force game. So it's just the standard uh standard Vandal Mansion and graveyard uh, areas of the game. So you start you start right before the the cut the you go into the graveyard. So you go through all the cutscenes of stuff moving the forest and and the uh, in that area and it reminds me a lot of uh a lot of uh final fantasy the seven the the haunted train area i don't know if maybe anyone else got that vibe as well but maybe every rpg needs to have a spooky area so yeah you get you thrown in there and you have to fight everybody uh basically uh i said uh yeah it's normal play through the, the mansions it's probably one of my favorite parts of the games even though it's the only part of the games i played and uh, I guess for the last part of that is that all the cool thing about the save is that it supports two players. So if you want to, if you don't want to fight the AI and want an extra challenge, you can have another player play the other AI. So you could pretty much fight fight each other. So you could pretty much have like the Kionchi versus the spirits or uh, Sinbios versus all your guys in the Vandal Mansion. It's a very very tough as nails challenge for some of those, and definitely a lot of those are stacked against you, especially if you play with a, a AI player during the the vandal match one for the first save uh definitely yeah it's and it's a lot of fun i really appreciate all the work that he, that uh night dragon put into this it's really good and if you want to check them out the save is going to be in the article in the description of the video that i put up or just look on our website and you can load up any of ssf or an actual side of hardware use sling as game save copier so shouts out for that uh, I actually updated this because uh, Dave pointed out to me is that Vicopso actually uh, over on the Shining Force 3 Discord put a debug save for Shining the Holy Ark that placed you at the Albergan Mansion, which is another haunted area inside Shining, another haunted level inside of Shining the Holy Ark. And this uh, the save should actually place you in the forest before the mansion. So you just have to go go and enter the keys into the mansion. You start off as level 12, and you have to fight your way through the house through the Kellis Ghosts and Ghouls. And you can also download that as well and load that onto uh, your, sati your Satiator or any other uh, way to copy over games. And also, big thanks to Night Dragon for converting it to an actual BUP file so it can be loaded onto the Saturn. So uh, big thanks to that in both regards, man. appreciate that a lot. Uh, anybody, anybody in the chat was able to play these besides me and Knight? Of course, well, of course me and Knight. Yes, I, I was able to play some of them. Nice. Hopefully you, you enjoyed it for what it was and hopefully you could, you got further yes. than I did in the challenges? Uh, no. 
Okay. <laughs> but but I still yeah no it's still hard. <laughs> like, I mean I I was able to kill a few, but uh, I again I was only like testing it out to to make sure that it worked uh, before I could share it with, and uh, so no I need to play these again. So I'll probably be playing some of these tomorrow with my son because he really loves Shining Force Three and Shining the Holy Ark. Are you gonna be cool? You gonna hand him the controller for the for, for the. Uh... For the for Symbios, are you gonna be that dad? You you gonna have him play the enemy team? You're just gonna slaughter him with Symbios? No, that's cool. I'll, I'll let him be Symbios. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> All <laughs> right then. Uh, I'm trying to think. Do we have anything else we want to discuss before we head out? I think that's about it for our news today. Well, A lot of discussion. I just want to circle back real quick to Mr. Bones. Uh, I managed sure. to beat the first level after dying like five times. That's not as hard as I would make a beginning level, but it wasn't ridiculously bad. Fair enough. What is your impression of the game so far? It's interesting, uh, but the, the the difficulty curve is is too high for what it's it is. It's designed for blockbuster. Yeah. Countless rentals. Because this this reminds me of like Genesis Lion King or Jurassic Park. Yep. Where it's like, you know, the first mistake you make is the last one you make because it's just going to compound. Um, like, I'm playing the second level right now, and it's just a whole bunch of skeletons swinging at you. Yeah, that's not fun. Uh, I think it's probably one of the, the only games I'd probably throw away if I rented from Blockbuster, as in directly into the trash can. But that's just me. Maybe I'm a little bit, a little bit hard in the game, but, you know... What are you going to do? Oh, I know what you're going to do. You play something better. That's not Mr. Bones. That's always a good option. But, uh, anyways, uh, I think that's about it. We'll probably, probably go to the stream because, in all honesty, probably the stream's going to go over because there's a lot of stuff in that's in the, in the, uh, in that's the save. And I'm probably going to get, have Knight tell me, hey, dummy, don't do this because you're dumb and you're going to get killed. Oh, I'm just, not gonna do that. You gotta enjoy it. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, Emerald, I just want to mention that Emerald did uh, submit Blue Skies to that uh, game jam, and uh, so, the mention that, yeah, because I, I was running late, so I don't know if, if you guys brought anything up earlier, but uh, yeah. Um, sorry, just a second. <laughs> yeah. So Blue Skies, uh, we submitted to Retro Platform Jam Three on HIO. Um, I'm sure it's been posted on, on the Shiro Discord at this point. Uh, I think uh, Zenos made a teaser trailer on his YouTube channel. Uh, probably some point this weekend, I'm going to do a little bit of a code review on my stream for what got submitted. And we are going to be doing uh, a refit of the physics and adding some new features, but uh, mostly adding content, I think, uh, for the upcoming Saturn anniversary uh, competition. Nice. I'm definitely gonna. Write, I think for the next show we're gonna write up an article on that and talk a little bit about that because I think it's something that's we should talk about because so, it's an important game. There are gonna be some drastic changes to the way the game feels and controls between the jam release and the competition release. Mm -hmm. uh, I will be releasing a GitHub very soon for not only the code but also uh, some other incremental changes. Uh, the the direction is gonna be more arcadey control style so that will include uh probably something more familiar to pilot wings than ace combat if that comparison helps uh you imagine what's going on here 
And the uh, original physics system that is a little bit too elaborate for what we're trying to go for will be retained in scenario. Oh, so we get we got we get confirmation scenario is going to be going to be making its comeback too, right? Uh, scenario well the plan was always to go back to it at some point uh there's some other things i wanted to do in the meantime but the vehicular combat of scenario will be based off of the things that were built for blue skies Alrighty, i'm excited i'm excited to hear that that's confirmation that's world first news that scenario is back in back in black well I, it was never abandoned it's only on hiatus ah, i gotcha well confirmation that's going to be on a hiatus in some form at some time Big news, big, big news. Big, big news. Well, speaking of the uh, the contest, Trekkies released his demo disc finally. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Year. That was pretty awesome. That was uh, last year's competition all compiled up. He's got some videos of all of our translations. So if anybody's uh has some free time, head over to Sig Extreme and download his, his little demo thing. Were there, uh, were there like multiple playable demos or was it just video? I believe I I haven't got to it yet, but I believe the homebrew ones are playable, and then yeah. the translations were uh, video. Cool. Yeah, there's, so, so they're playable in there. Yeah. So he specifically asked us to add in the the interrupt code uh, to make it compatible with uh, a demo style reset uh, back to menu. So uh, it, it's that that's what I assumed was going to happen. But uh, which which games are playable? Do you happen to remember off the top of your head? I, I don't remember. I actually mm -hmm. think that for some reason the English patch for Ninpin Manwaru was one of the playables, even though you wouldn't think so. But I booted it, this up the other day, but I... I think wrong. that's because Ninpen had a demo that was demo-sized and could be included in there, and that the English patch for Ninpen uh, could be applied to the demo files. I see what you're saying. I know Tank Game was one of them. I know for, I know for sure the Soccer Wars demo is playable. There's no good reason for Scenario to be on there, but I think some of those games uh, deserve to be on there. Some of them might not fit. I don't think uh, Hell Slave would fit or Cube Cat would fit. Uh, Ponut's game would probably be fundamentally incompatible because of that weird loading thing that he does. Mm. Um, I definitely expect to see, uh, what was it called, Sickle or something? That that little Resident Evil 2D D-Make horror game. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that yeah. one. But yeah, think, definitely everyone go on the Sega Extreme forums and check that out. Yeah, I think Sickle is probably the most underrated game in that list that in the competition. That was a lot of fun. Is it possible to change the splash screen uh, from the bootleg 3 or whatever to like a community splash screen or like a Sega Extreme splash screen? Out of curiosity? I assume if it's an FMV, it should be immediately uh, plug-and-play replaceable if you know where the files are stored i mean I, I don't think the splash screen is though like the title screen it's like a oh. static 240p image um but similar to like how they did the soccer awards english translation i mean they were able to change the title screen graphics so i was thinking uh, if sega extreme does something official with this it'd be cool to you know make it like an official 27th annual competition demo cd or something like that I, I, I think Trekkies just wanted to get it out with playable stuff. I didn't think, uh, sure, I don't think sure. he thought about changing the splash screen, but I'm sure it's doable. The potential is there, though, is all I'm saying. The potential is endless. All right, I guess we ought to roll and, and get on over to the stream. Keep rolling, rolling, yep. 
you want to shout the Patreon, the patrons? Nah, no, I'm just joking. I got uh big thanks to our. Before we go, I want to thank our patrons. We got a lot of good ones today. We got, of course, C Win that's in the chat. Emerald Nova also in the chat. Johannes Fetz of Joe Engine Fame, Three Two Bit Stuff, Momphis. Uh, got a new one. Uh, Tanuki Triev. Uh, shouts out to you, man. Uh, Young Money Swee S W E, and uh, I'm about to get to Derek. I'm about to get it get with Derek on the thing because if this is pledge is ten dollars, but it's a three dollar official patron instead. So I don't know what's going on with that, Derek. You need to like look in to see what's going on with that because that's kind of weird. I mean, Patreon is misreporting my level based on what I. Yeah, because it's it says your pledge is ten dollars, but it lists you as an official it's patron. Yeah, that's kind of weird. You're you're able to get the perks well, and stuff for that, right? As long as you get the money, I I really don't care. Weird. <laughs> that's all, right. all I care about. Denied. <laughs> no, no I'll, I'll look into that. I'll I'll see what's yeah. going on with that. Just want to give you a heads up. But yeah, anyways, I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, if if you want to back us, you get back some. If you want to get shouted on the podcast, you get back us on Patreon. Uh, all pleasure above ten dollars will get shouted on the show. Uh, and we'll, of course, if you back us at a dollar, you'll get your name on the credits as well. So we've got double opportunity to get the good stuff. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of opportunity. If you don't want to back us on Patreon, you check us out on our on our Threadless store at the sh at our website. You can go on there; there should be a Threadless store link. We got some awesome shirts. One that I'm not wearing. Uh, I probably should get a couple, but uh, that's the thing, though. I, I'm wearing it right now because I thought I was going to be on webcam today. Yeah, we need to work on that. We'll get that sorted next time. Yeah. There's like last minute thing, and I th I, yeah, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, and if you can't support us financially, definitely uh, share us out on our various social media pages or sh share out the the links. Uh, and of course, like, subscribe, comment on our videos, and ring a ding that bell if you want to be notified of us going live. Maybe I, I don't know. Night was it acting up or did it tell you when I went live? Everything worked fine. My YouTube just froze. But I Fair just refreshed the page. Fair enough. Just making sure we're going live and we're getting notified. But anyways, uh, yep, that's about it, guys.